0: You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this week's episode, Harry takes a ride on the night bus. But did he see a death omen before hopping on? Then Cornelius Fudge, oddly enough, doesn't punish Harry for the blow up. In fact, he pretty much rewards Harry with three Dursley free weekends. Nope. In fact, he pretty much rewards Harry with three Dursley free weeks. We are chatting about chapters three and four of Prisoner of Azkaban. You did it. My mind is on the weekend, apparently.
1: Apparently. Three
0: weekends.
1: (laughs) So, how are we doing?
0: we're great um other than the fact that
1: we're back to square one on a house project so now the selling of our house has been pushed back even more which kind of sucks um basically what we're waiting on is for it to be picture ready yeah picture ready is a good term to go with um but yeah, other than that, we're great. We're great. That's all that's going on. We're trying to sell our house, and hopefully, that happens soon, before it's no longer a seller's market. We just want to get ahead of it.
2: Yeah, the joys of being an adult.
1: Yeah, and uh-huh. a homeowner trying to sell your house. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much the gist of my week. What about totally you guys? Worth
2: it. Um, mine was pretty good. We, we've been going out a little bit more in the mornings, Roxas and I, because um, school started this week. And so there's just a lot less kids out at parks and stuff now. Mm-hmm. So we've just been enjoying that, trying to get his energy out, finding different parks around our area.
1: Is he liking it? Yeah, he's loving it. I know. I see the pictures of you and got you guys outside. You yeah, look so happy.
2: Yeah, yeah, we went to a nature preserve on Monday And we were the only people there, which kind of creeped me out a little bit because it's on the shore, like on the edge of the Salt Lake. So there's technically water, but all you see is just like plant life and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's really pretty. But then you're surrounded by just you're just on like these little walkways surrounded by plants. And I'm just like, I see no one. And
0: it's it's a little creepy. Um The pictures you took were pretty.
2: Yeah, but we liked it a lot and he kept on saying, like, Let's go, let's go, let's go this way, let's go this way.
0: So let's We're having fun go. with that. And you finished a part of your cross stitch. I did. Ooh. I still
2: have so many parts left. I I think I'm technically halfway done.
1: How long does one does it depend what you're making as yeah. to how long it takes you? And how big. Like yeah, this the one's the size of huge. this one is <laughs> <laughs> But I've been
2: working on that, yeah, and playing lots of Runescape. So
1: fun, fun. Yeah, we're still hooked on Pokemon Unite. I still have not played. Uh, I I saw you say that. I was playing with Sodi <laughs> earlier, and I couldn't really chat because I was playing the game.
0: Yeah, and I was like, Laura still hasn't played. She's just done the tutorial. I know. Guess what? I still haven't gotten to. I don't even know how to say it. like you reached the Divine Beast. Um, what I have done. Wait, were you done, Joni? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what I have done is I set up a new podcast space. Yeah, it looks really cute. I love it. It's in the same room, just a different corner. And I have I brought up my little bookshelf, and I put some of my Harry Potter things on there. Those bookends. Oh, yes. I put up the bookends. Priscilla got me for my birthday. The whole book set and the bookends don't fit, so that's why the bookends are holding my Hogwarts Classics, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them books. But.
1: What is that book in the middle? It looks like um, you're... Yeah. Uh, what is the book that Charmed uses? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. But it it's was a Prisoner of Azkaban, and it fell. Oh, it looks like a spell book. It's very dark. But yeah, that's what I did. I also organized all my Pokemon cards... And I put them on an app. I have all my, every, I have, oh no. I have one set that is not in the Poke Collector app. But I've put almost all my cards into this app, put them all in order, in a binder, and that took a couple nights. Wow. Anyways, where are we at? (laughs) Prisoner of Azkaban. Where did we leave off, Joni? We left off with Harry blows up his
2: aunt and in an utter rage leaves the Dursley's house tired of the harassment he has
1: endured. Finally stands Good for up you, for himself. Harry. Nice. You know like those parts in movies where you like they do what you want them to do? Like that satisfaction that you get? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess movies or yes. books that's how I yes. felt with this one. Like they finally do something that the reader wants him to do.
0: Yes, Harry finally leaves. Don't worry,
1: he won't get that often. He doesn't, you said? Yeah, he he doesn't
2: do
0: it often. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Not surprised. Uh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so he has left the building. The Dursley's house, that is. The Um, (laughs) building. He is stomped off, and he's pretty angry, so he walked several streets dragging his trunk, and then finally collapsed on the low wall of Magnolia Crescent, which I guess is just like the beginning of his neighborhood. After 10 minutes of pondering the events of the night, panic strikes. He just did some serious magic, so he is definitely going to be expelled. And if he didn't find somewhere to go soon, he knew he wouldn't be able to explain himself to Muggle police. Yeah, like if a cop were to stop him with the stuff he has in his trunk. Um. I always wondered that though, even with the
1: platform, it's like, do people not question the fact that you have this trunk and then this owl and then just like these weird objects that not a normal person just carries around? I don't know.
0: Do you think like Comic-Con's a a ruse? (laughs) It's just a, it's real like life wizards or aliens getting together mm, pretending, an alien. pretending, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> pretending. Oh, Harry Potter is an alien no I, I mean like, like... in comic con like there's all kinds of things
1: oh I see I mean the the
2: fact that you have been to comic con multiple <laughs> times <laughs>
0: I know but I'm just saying like if you if if we saw, like, the Weasley fam or, like, a bunch of wizards getting ready to j- go on the platform, maybe some people would be like, oh, there must be, like, something going on. I think, actually, Dursley, Vernon, thought that in the first book. He was like, there must be some, some kind sort of, convention of convention happening on.
2: That's true. Aww. Well, they even kind of mentioned this before with the the shrinking key. Remember they were talking about the shrinking key? Yeah. Yeah. And- And Arthur literally says, like, muggles will go out of their way to ignore magic. Yeah. And then also, later in Sissy's section, uh, Stan Stan says, muggles don't Mm -hmm. notice nothing, do they? Yes, I wrote that, (laughs) yes. So we very instinctually just kind of ignore it. What's wrong with us?
0: Don't make eye contact. Keep walking. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. (laughs) Okay, so with Hermione and Ron both on holiday and Hegwood away, away, there really wasn't anyone to help. I forgot that Hegwood wasn't with him when I was reading it, and I was like, yeah, he literally has no one to tell. Yeah. But, you know, Harry's thinking, since he's already done a little magic, well, some big magic, <laughs> a little more couldn't Depends hurt. Depends who you
1: ask. <laughs> Yeah. Cause in my section, I'm like, okay, but continue.
0: <laughs> Harry decided to use his dad's invisibility cloak and broom to fly to London. There he could get his money and live as an outcast. <laughs> and I just this like this this is a way of thinking that Harry has, like, when situations like this happen. He's just like, I'm just like gonna be like Haggard's helper what what book was that was that the first or second book where he was like oh I'll just you know be expelled and go that was help the first one. okay yeah when and he got caught like, on his broom oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he yeah. was going
1: and he was thinking that uh, McGonagall's gonna
0: yeah and I'm like Harry why do you... I mean I do it too my brain goes to like the worst possible scenario but like me as a reader I can see it The situation for as it is. As in, it's not as bad as he thinks.
2: You need to calm down.
0: Your mind's being being too too loud. loud.
2: (laughs) And that's on anxiety.
0: Yes. As Harry searches his trunk for the cloak, he suddenly straightens up and looks around him. He felt like he was being watched, but he didn't see anyone in the deserted street. He bends down again, only to look right back up, this time clutching his wand. Someone or something was definitely lurking in the narrow gap between the garage and the fence behind him. Was it a stray or something else? Hmm. As a reader, like, are you even thinking about Voldemort right now? No,
1: it's too early in the book. (laughs) I feel like he shows up more towards the middle of the end.
0: Yeah. So right off the bat, oh, these are my thoughts. Right off the bat, the chapter is getting suspenseful, kind of like what they did with uh, Chamber of Secrets, where he sees Dobby's eyes. You're like, is this like an evil creature? Mm-hmm. Like what's about to happen yeah. in the beginning of the book? Um, so this is similar. Harry mutters, "Lumos" and uses the light in the end of his wand to see better. Near the garage door, there were there was a distinctive outline of something very big, and wide with gleaming eyes. Harry is a little freaked out, and he steps back, but as he does, he trips over his trunk. His wand flies out of his hand, and Harry flings out his arm to break his fall. Then, out of nowhere, there's a deafening bang, and Harry shields his eyes to blinding light. A gigantic pair of wheels and headlights screech to a halt. It was a triple-decker Violently purple bus with gold lettering over the windshield that spelled the night bus. Dun, is dun, the night dun, bus dun. at
1: the Wizarding World?
0: Yes. yes. I was going to ask, do you remember
1: seeing it? Yes. And we spoke. I even have a video that yeah. we spoke. Is there like a hanging head? Yes. You will get that, that, that in the from, movie. The movie. Yeah, from the
2: movie. Yeah, that's in the movie.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, I was expecting to read, to read something about, about a hanging head. Yeah, and I didn't. So, yeah. but I just remember it's, the head speaking to us.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a movie add-on, but I like it. I it's, hate it. Really?
2: <laughs> why so do you? So there's a specific
0: reason why I hate it. Okay.
2: Uh, in college, I mean, honestly, most of my life, My comfort movies were Harry Potter, and so I'd play that, like, before bed or as I'm going to sleep. Mm -hmm. And back in the day when Harry Potter wasn't on streaming services, which I don't think it is on (laughs) right now, but... It's going to HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, wait, who told us? (laughs) Who told us? Priscilla? Priscilla did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Priscilla's been more up
2: to date with the Harry Potter world than us right now. Like, (laughs) she keeps on giving us updates. I'm just like...
1: Dang. Also, I pre-ordered, like, four Funko Pops and I <laughs> spent way too much money. Oh, no! Nice. But anyways. Um,
2: but so I only had the DVDs to watch them on. So I'd watch them on my laptop. And then the thing is, is that the third movie specifically, whenever you finish the movie, it goes right back to the title screen.
0: And oh, the title screen
2: is just the guy, the, the head thing, just talking. <laughs> Oh no. my god! Okay. And so you just wake up with that thing going over and over and over <laughs> again because it doesn't yeah, stop. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Uh, and so I'm I, just I like,
0: understand. Just make it stop. But when you're watching the movie regu- regularly, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you do you did see the night bus and Stan? Yes, mm-hmm. I met the crew. Okay, so a conductor in a purple uniform, stepped out. And this is from the book. And the conductor goes, Welcome to the night bus, emergency transport for the stranded witch or wizard. Just stick out your wand hand, step on board, and we can take you anywhere you want to go. The conductor's name is Stan Shunpike, and he wonders why the heck Harry is on the ground. Why were you down there? said Stan. Fell over, said Harry. Harry looked back at the alleyway where the night bus was flooding it with light from the headlights, but the alleyway was empty. What was there? Did Harry really see something? Harry lies and tells Stan that his name was Neville Longbottom.
1: I thought that that was
0: funny out of all names. And I know. I think Dude, he said that was he the was first was... thing he, heard, uh, he thought of. Oh, man. Why is that the oh, first thing he thought of, Harry? <laughs> Um, and asked how much it would cost to go to London. Then he and Stan hoisted Harry's trunk and Hedwig's cage up to the steps of the bus. Instead of seats, there were beds besides curtain windows. And I don't think I've ever thought about this before, but I was just saying, I'm guessing in the daytime, they change into seats. Hmm. I don't know. unless people want to just sleep the whole time. Yeah. Stan introduces Harry to the driver of the bus, Ernie Prang. Then says, "Take her away, Ern." With another bang, the bus takes off. Stan explains that Muggles don't listen properly and never notice nothing. That's why they don't hear the nothing. bus. As Harry asked, "You know why don't Muggles hear or see see the bus?" Although the bus was mounting pavement streets, it didn't seem to hit anything like mailboxes and lamppost. Magic, Harry. That's why. He's still so I was so going to say, there, it, can't, it can't
1: be. Like, muggles are not <laughs> that clueless. Like, there's magic involved in hiding this bus. <laughs> Is there not?
0: I don't know. Like, Is there? Do you think it's invisible to their eye? Yeah, a lot of things
2: invisible to our eyes. But here's my question: We haven't, you haven't gotten there just yet, but you're about to. Like, there's mm-hmm. a point where a house moves <laughs> out of its way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I'd put like that in there. Like, are there people in this house, and what happened to them? <laughs> you know, when you
1: feel <laughs> Did they like feel a little, the house
0: move. You know, like I don't know. I guess I've lived by t- bases all my life, air bases all my life. But you know, when like an airplane goes by really close and your whole window is shutter yeah. yeah that could be like yeah. a wizarding bus flying back i guess. wow I'm my really whole life wizarding it. buses
1: have been driving by
0: uh magic okay there was no way harry was going to sleep on this speeding bus so he wonders if aunt marge is still floating on the ceiling <laughs> then he notices a man on the front page of the daily prophet that stan was reading it was a sunken-faced man with long matted hair. The man that was in the Muggle news, Sirius Black. So this is where we get the guy's full name. He's not just Black. Stan hands Harry the paper, and Harry reads about Sirius Black, who has escaped from Azkaban. Aha! The title.
1: <laughs> is this the first time the title is like well mentioned? The-
0: this is. I think this is the first time that we find out the prisoner is Sirius Black and he's escaped from Azkaban. So now mm. you kind of pieced it all together. So
1: is this whole book about Sirius Black?
0: Sirius Black, and obviously the man of the hour, Harry Potter. <laughs> That's true. Uh... And how Cornelius Fudge, the minister of magic, had to inform the muggle prime minister because, quote, from the article, Black is mad. He's a danger to anyone who crosses him, muggle or magic. We learned that 12 years ago, Black murdered 13 people with a single curse. Stan says that Black was a big supporter of you-know-who. Hmm. So when Harry Potter caused... You know who to disappear, Sirius took it out on a street full of muggles. Then all Sirius could do was laugh about it. And Stan goes, Because he's mad. And Ern adds, If he was mad then, then he would definitely be mad after 12 years in Azkaban. The explanation that muggles were told was that it was a gas explosion. Um, so, what is crazy about the situation is like, the book is telling you that there has never been a breakout from Azkaban before, um, especially with how the prison is guarded, which we don't know what that means right now. But no one has escaped. Yeah. And now Sirius Black has. Hmm. So, how did Black do it? If he is a follower of Voldemort, where is Voldemort right now? After- didn't
1: after the last book, didn't Dumbledore say Voldemort was seen somewhere? Mm, no, I don't know. When they were all talking, and Ginny had already been rescued, and Tom Riddle <laughs> had already been like killed or whatever, um, they were in Dumbledore's office, and Dumbledore was like, "What I'm interested in knowing is if." Voldemort was seen just recently somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. How did he manage to be here? Or uh-huh. something like that. Oh. I think. He's probably in Albania.
0: Yeah. Right? I think it's was like. His tips were that yeah. he was in Al- Albania still. Or back after, um, you know, Harry did whatever he did to quarrel. Is Azkaban in London? Uh, it's like in the that? middle of a. I understood it as being like off the coast, kind of like um, Alcatraz. I'm pretty sure, Joan. Yeah. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I see. Um, Alcatraz was kind of like an inspiration to Azkaban.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm just asking these questions to put thoughts in your head, Priscilla. Hmm. Um, so planting seeds. Planting seeds. Yeah. So here, Harry wonders if his crime is bad enough to be sent to Azkaban. His crime. Okay. And again, <laughs> Harry, <laughs> you really think that blowing up your aunt is equivalent to killing 13 people, which is not the only reason why you would go to Azkaban, but it's to that same extent. Yeah. You're not going to go to Azkaban, Harry. Maybe be expelled, but you're Harry Potter, so we know the deal we find out soon that is not the case (laughs) um so he reads this article that stan um was from the daily prophet and then it just talks about a little bit more about the trip and i just wanted to point out that the little paragraph mentions that the bus made a stop in anglesey (laughs) And I just wanted to stop here because that is where I got my name for my Animal Crossing island. Just so uh, you guys, <laughs> so everyone uh, yeah. who cares to know. And that's literally. When was the last time you visited? Oh, probably after Christmas. It's probably like a jungle theme right now because <laughs> I, uh, there's probably lots of weeds. Yeah, I haven't opened up Animal Crossing in a very long, several months. I don't know. Sad. I know. I know. I'll get. Like, I'll want a more chill game, you know. You can't even finish the games that you have right now. I know. Uh, I know. (laughs) But I am. I will finish Breath of the Wild, people. Mm. I will. Okay. Maybe by the seventh book. (laughs) Yes, maybe. (laughs) Hopefully I'll have my own copy because my friend hasn't had his Breath of the Wild game for a year. Poor guy. He's He's already beat it, so, like... He, he just wants me to play it um i feel like our listeners are gonna be like you have been talking about <laughs> this since episode one <laughs> yeah and if you keep listening you will find out if i ever finish so that's true there's that or
1: just be left hanging <laughs> you will never know if you don't finish listening to oh us oh my
0: gosh i will i will i will i will
1: We'll also see if I ever watch Star Wars. That hey, you too. Did,
0: you watched two movies. Yeah, I did. Two. Mm-hmm. Out of how many? And she apparently those two weren't good enough for her. I don't understand. I don't, Why aren't you excited?
1: <laughs> did you like Star Trek? No. No. Oh, okay. I, I, maybe I'm just not a space person. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't really. I'm not like really into them, but I did like them after it. Was forced to watch just because i was <laughs> such a huge fan. I was like, "Oh, okay, I see." Yeah, but it wouldn't be like something that I would watch on my own, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Just... Like
2: I don't have anybody to force me to watch it
0: to True. sit me down and watch it. True. All right, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter. Finally, Harry is the last passenger on the bus, and Stan asks Harry where to take him. Harry tells him Diagon Alley, and bang. The bus stopped in front of the leaky cauldron. Harry jumped out of the bus and tells Ern and Stan thanks. But as he stepped off, someone was waiting for him. Hmm. There you dun, are, dun, dun, Harry," said Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic himself. You said that creepy. I don't think he said it like that.
2: <laughs> there, <laughs> there you, you are. There you Harry. are. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's how it was because it's in a dark place and they like it says there you are Harry a voice said like they wanted it to be somebody mysterious and like who is this and then it says it's Cornelius Fudge that's why I said it that way guys. (laughs) <laughs> i um, can see that i can also
1: see him being like oh there you are harry because I'd, he was excited
2: i'd feel
0: like or like also being like, like
1: there you are harry yeah because you know he was worried about him
0: true it's probably the last see one later it's probably the last yeah one. his butt is being saved okay yeah true there you are harry <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is, I said, this is an awkward moment for all parties. Stan is confused why Harry, oh no, why Fudge called Neville Harry. Why is he calling Neville Harry? And Harry's freaked out by the presence of the Minister of Magic, and Fudge just wants to get away from Ernie and Stan. That's the vibe I was getting from Fudge, but maybe it was just relief and like, hey, we need to get, get out of here. Get out of here. Skedaddle. Um, Fudge explains to the confused Stan That this is Harry Potter And then Stan finally sees Harry's scar um, Fudge is relieved that Harry is safe But steers him into the leaky cauldron And requests a private parlor From the pub's landlord, Tom Harry miserably says bye To Stan and Ernie Miserably, because miserably. he thinks he's about to get Yeah,
1: he thinks he's in, in trouble. trouble He's on the run <laughs> He's an outcast criminal He's about to go to Azkaban man. <laughs> So Fudge takes good old Harry to the small parlor and he tells him to have a seat. He introduces himself. But as we all know, Harry already knows who he is because mm-hmm. if we remember when he was in Hagrid's hut with Ron, they were using the invisibility cloak. And I think Ron? Ron was like, yeah, that's my dad's boss. Yeah. Cornelius Fudge, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, Ron yeah. tells him.
1: But of course, Fudge doesn't know this. Relieved that Harry was safe, Fudge insisted Harry eat something as he shared with Harry that he's dealt with the Aunt Marge situation. Mm. The accidental magic reversal squad were dispatched to Privet Drive and Marge has been punctured of her memories. So she has no recollection of the incident which when i read this i was like okay so she doesn't have recollection but the dursleys do yes I, i'm
0: not which is I, interesting i understand why they didn't memory charm them cuz they know about the magical world so i guess they feel like they don't need to but yeah. something like that wouldn't you think for harry's safety you should just wipe it
1: <laughs> yeah because yeah i yeah. i agree i
0: think
2: they have to avoid doing memory charms when they can't yeah it might be kind of gets explained in a further book oh it might be
0: oh okay yeah and it might just be like unnecessary yeah unnecessary also
2: the derseys are gonna be like where did harry go like they're not gonna care that much but they're gonna be like something mm -hmm. happened my memory's not here and that could actually cause more more of a discourse between everything yeah i
0: also think i can see that Funny that they had they call it punctured. They punctured her. They just punctured her memories.
2: Mm. Oh, I thought they just punctured, punctured her so that she deflated. Yeah. They punctured then...
1: her so she deflated.
2: Oh. Punctured yeah. of her memories.
1: I I wrote. Why did I write that? And Maybe
2: punctured and
1: wiped up her memories. Yeah. I think that's what I meant to write. <laughs> I read it as I had it in my notes. <laughs> so let me read that again the accidental magic reversal squad were dispatched to privet drive and marge has been punctured and wiped of her memories so she has no recollection of the incident Ugh. harry couldn't believe it budge also men- mentioned that even though harry's aunt and uncle were angry with him they agreed to take him back next summer as long as he stayed at hogwarts for the christmas and easter holidays which as we know and as harry also pointed out he always stays for the christmas and easter holidays but he didn't feel the need to clarify his relationship with his family to fudge because he was eager to find out what's about to happen to him Mm -hmm. only for harry to hear only for harry to hear fudge say he would be staying at the leaky cauldron for the next three weeks of vacation or the last three weeks of vacation what about my punishment? I broke the law. The decree for the restriction of underage wizardry. <laughs> Which, um, why would he even like remind him be like, I broke the law? Oh, yeah. it, it felt why like he wanted on to yourself? get punished. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like how it's cool, you know? Harry is a pro and knows like exactly what law he broke because <laughs> he got a howler yeah. last time about it and this time nothing. Fudge explains that there will be no punishment for a little thing.
1: Which brings me back to what you were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. It's like, it depends who you ask what is little and what is big as far as the magic goes. It was an accident. People don't go to Askman just for blowing up their aunts. Oh. How silly of Harry to think there would be a punishment. (laughs) Harry Potter doesn't get in trouble. All right. Harry was so confused. Last year, he got a warning because Dobby smashed a pudding at the Dursley's house. Here, he was getting no punishment after what he did. Suddenly, Fudge looked awkward, but explained that circumstances changed. Mm. Fudge left for a moment, and there he left Harry thinking there was something strange going on. Yeah. He returned with Tom, the innkeeper. At this point, I was also like, there has to be a reason why they're being easy on Harry. I don't know if this is right or not, but I'm assuming it has something with to do with the fact that Sirius Black is out, and he probably wants to find Harry mm-hmm. if he was... So devoted to he who must not be named. Yes. So they're either trying to protect him, or well, no, that's probably it. they're trying to protect him. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, don't worry about it. Yeah, you broke the law, but you're all good. Yeah.
0: No but big deal. Fudge is horrible at hiding it because Harry like senses something. He's picking up on it. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, there's something going on. Like, there's a reason why I'm not getting in trouble, and it's not just a little thing. Yeah. yeah room 11's free
1: harry said fudge he explained to harry that he was to remain in diagon alley and not to venture out into muggle london he has to be back before dark each night and tom would be keeping an eye on him as fudge was getting ready to leave harry asked him about black which made Fudge a bit nervous another hint Hmm. but still he assured harry that it was only a matter of time before the azkaban guards found him Harry also managed to ask Fudge, which I feel like this is really ballsy (gasps) of Harry to do. (laughs) If he would sign his permission form to visit Hogsmeade for him, but Fudge did not agree to. I feel like that's so awkward. Like, why would you think it's okay to ask the Minister of Magic? Can you sign my permission form?
0: Yeah. I guess he's desperate. It was his last-ditch effort. Yeah. And he had, like, a teensy-wincy bit of hope that Fudge would actually do it. Yeah. yeah. Which I did, too, actually, reading it. I'm like, oh, maybe he
1: will And he's like, nah, nah.
0: <laughs> Rules are rules. Oh, sorry. Rules
1: are rules. And off Fudge went. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Which I said, hmm, rules are rules, because they weren't rules are rules when Harry broke the rules. Yeah yeah and did magic but
0: now rules are rules when harry's asking he should been like okay but i just well i guess he doesn't really want to bring all that up again yeah that would make it
1: worse (laughs) (laughs) harry followed tom up to room 11
0: and guess who was already
1: there it was hedwig she was just as happy to see harry as he was to see her Apparently, she had arrived about five minutes after Harry did. Harry sat on his bed just sinking and hardly believing that he had left Privet Drive and he would have three Dursley-free weeks, which is amazing. Yeah. Probably has never happened in his entire life. Yeah, that has to be the
0: most time away. Well, in the summer. Other than school, yeah.
1: Yeah. He says to Hedwig, it's been a very weird night, and without even taking off his glasses, he fell asleep. It took Harry several days to get used to this freedom. He had never experienced being able to do pretty much whatever he wanted to. He would eat breakfast at the Leaky Cauldron every morning and after breakfast he would head to Diagon Alley. He spent his days exploring shops and eating at the cafes. He didn't have to hide the fact that he was doing homework so he would sit outside of the ice cream parlor and do it. Which, is this the ice cream parlor that's in Diagon Alley? I never Mm -hmm. put it and together because I hadn't known about it. Did you get ice cream there? I didn't. I wanted to, but at that point we had eaten so yeah. much, and then nobody ever wanted to go back because we took the train to the other side.
0: But I have to; I must. Yes, go back. It's I mean that that was like before I found out I was lactose, probably before I was because I ate it and I was fine.
1: <laughs> Would you still eat
0: it now? Oh no, I wouldn't. Knowing dare. what you know, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Me and ice cream is it really decadent And milk? Oh, it's it was good. I just, I just yeah, can't really eat good. ice cream anymore. sad. Dang, it's sad. Unless it's so like sad. made without um, milk, like almond milk ice cream. Mm. Yeah. Or oat milk. Oh,
1: yeah. I still eat it. I just don't have a lot of it. I can, I can have it. I just can't have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I would recommend the lavender one at Universal
2: or the clotted cream. Those are uh, the ones I get. Lavender or what? Or clotted cream. Clotted
1: cream. It's like a sweet cream. Mm. That sounds good. Lavender sounds good. Harry, oh, okay. i found me <laughs> harry had to exercise a lot of self-control with the money that he had he kept reminding himself he still had five years to go at hogwarts but the one thing that tested harry's self-control the most was the firebolt Ooh. a state-of-the-art racing broom price on requests which tells you it's expensive yeah they don't even put the price out that's like when you go to restaurants and their menus like they don't have the price on it and you're just like how much does that cost yeah it's right there no price just vibes (laughs) but alas harry did not give in which props to him because at what 13 yeah i would not have exercised that much self-control if i had to be fair he guilted himself
2: by feeling like he betrayed his Nimbus 2000
1: oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He did tell himself that. There were things that he did need to buy, like potion ingredients, school robes, and his school books. Harry noticed something different in the bookshop window, something different than what he was used to seeing. It was a large iron cage behind the glass that held about a hundred copies of the monster book of months. Uh-huh. Which, if we remember, Hagrid gifted Harry this book, mm-hmm. which at this point Harry's relieved because he thought Hagrid wanted help with some terrifying new pet, yes. which I thought was funny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, sent him the book to prep him. I'm going to need your help, Sarita. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Haggard was just helping him out, getting him a book from his book list. Harry spread enormous relief after letting the manager of the bookshop know that he had already had the monster book, and he helped Harry find the other books on his list. He then notices a book that was on display on a small table. It was called Death Omens, What to Do When You Know the Worst is Coming, which is a very terrible title for a book. I know. It's (laughs) like, (laughs) is that
0: foreshadowing?
1: Yeah. He couldn't take his eyes off of it. The cover showed a black dog, large as a bear with gleaming eyes, which looked oddly familiar. Hmm. The manager suggested to Harry not to read it. He would start seeing death omens everywhere. Hmm. Oddly familiar. Harry left the shop with his new books and set back to the Leaky Cauldron. He got to his room and set his stuff down when he caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror. It can't have been a death omen, he told his reflection. I was panicking when I saw that thing in Magnolia Crescent. It was probably just a stray dog. He raised his hand to try and make his hair lie flat. <laughs> you're fighting a losing battle there, dear, said his mirror in a wheezy voice. Should I try a wheezy voice? Oh, you're fighting a losing battle, dear. dear.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was good, it's wheezy. Is this, is him trying to straighten up his hair, is that like a nervous thing probably
2: like a little nervous yeah
0: because i like noticed it when i read it i was just like i think it's just him like ner- i guess doing. you know when nervous.
2: like you're anxious and you just gotta like clean oh yeah you just gotta make things orderly <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's me <laughs> yeah uh, that's what i think also so i like the the um, incorporation of the mirror in this chapter yes um i do too but if you uh, another little wizarding world tidbit if you go to the uh, robe shop and stand in front of the mirror it talks to you
1: oh yeah yeah I the robe shop was says. like you had to make appointments i was mm-hmm. very sad
2: oh yeah covid's weird now yeah okay as time goes on harry eventually adjusts really well to, to life at Diagon Alley. again he's doing his homework in the sunlight getting free ice cream um, and he gets to see his schoolmates as they come into the alley for their school supplies. He says <laughs> hi to them, um except for Neville because he's actually kind of intimidated by his grandmother, which honestly, I get. yeah, and also adding to it, he used Neville's identity, um, which so that's a little <laughs> awkward, yes,
0: but. I don't think like there would be any way that Neville or his grandmother would find out. Yeah, I guess it's but just... being an
2: anxious person like Harry, yeah. it's like, it'll come back somehow. Yeah. That's what I would do anyway. Yeah. And I just wanted to add, I always enjoy these little moments where you get to see Harry be happy and kind of enjoy being a person. Yes, because they're so rare. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. On the last day of summer, vacation, Harry is finally reunited with his besties, Ron and Hermione. Ron and Hermione. They tell him that they will be staying the night at the Leaky Cauldron along with the Weasley family, and the lot of them will make their way to King's Cross together. The trio catch up, and Hermione lectures Harry about blowing up his aunt, while Ron laughs, and Hermione also establishes that she has no (laughs) self-control, and just had to take every single elective possible. Like... I don't know how she's gonna do it, but okay, Hermione. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the ambition got took over over there. I guess. Yeah, she'll do. She'll do well. I mean, it's Hermione. She'll figure it out. <laughs>
2: sure. They make their way to the magical menagerie to get Hermione an owl, and Ron needed something to help Scabbers, who was looking a little rough after the trip Aww, to Egypt. Poor Scabbers. Poor Scabbers. I know. While there, the shop owner warns Ron that a normal rat typically doesn't live as long as Gabbers, and he gives him a rat tonic in an attempt to help. But while this is happening, Ron gets attacked by a giant ginger cat. Which causes Scabbers to run out of the shop in utter fear. Oh. So Ron and Harry go out to try and catch Scabbers, and eventually they do, and they meet up back with Hermione, who apparently has gone
0: completely rogue, and bought the ginger <laughs> cat. Yeah, she goes in, being like, oh, an owl would be really practical, and and Hedwig's so great. And then she gets the cat that attacks Ron and Scabbers, or mm-hmm mainly just ron but hermione oh hermione his name is crookshanks
2: and ron is upset <laughs> much to ron <laughs> he <dismay>. feels betrayed <laughs> yeah much to ron's dismay and then harry hermione and the weasley have a wonderful dinner together at the leaky cauldron Fred and george tease the ever so pompous percy the head boy the big head boy. ginny avoids the big head boy, Jitty mm-hmm. avoids any eye contact with <laughs> Harry. Even more embarrassed around him due to last year's events. Oh,
0: thanks for saving my life. Let me just not I'm talk to I'm just gonna to go die in a hole you. now.
1: <laughs> I completely understand that feeling, though. Yeah, that. I mean, I that like, would be kind you know? of
0: embarrassing.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I like how I just use like the the common phrase. I'm just gonna go die in a hole now. When that's literally what she almost did. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. that's true oh my gosh oh god (laughs) they find out that the ministry will be providing the weasleys cars to take them to king's cross the next morning which is questioned though arthur nervously changes the subject Hmm. like you don't need to know why they're just doing it just don't question it y'all don't worry what is going on (laughs) (laughs) come on arthur you know weasleys
1: can't lie if i was harry i'd just be like can you just tell me what's going on please like just
0: yeah everyone Just tell me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always
2: about me. (laughs) I get it.
0: Once they all settled in their
2: rooms, Harry heard yelling coming from Percy and Ron's room. Apparently, Percy lost his head boy pin and was blaming Ron. So Harry had to go downstairs to get Scabber's rat tonic because Percy wouldn't let Ron leave until he found his pin. Oh, gosh. On his way, Harry overhears more yelling, but this time between Mr. and Mrs. Weasley.
1: Yeah, the Weasleys are really at it here. They're fiery. I mean,
2: it's like that that post-vacation Oh. Like, moodiness, along oh, yeah. with, like, preschool moodiness. Yeah, Everyone's on there. You've been around your family too long.
0: Close yeah. quarters.
2: Yeah. But Harry tries to be polite this time, one of his the first times ever, um, and tries to ignore it. But then he hears his name, so now he has to hear everything. <laughs> I, will, I must listen. He tried for a second. Arthur is frustrated with Cornelius because he wouldn't tell Harry the truth. Sirius Black didn't just escape for nothing, he escaped with intentions to kill Harry. It was believed that Sirius was under the delusion that if he killed Harry... Voldemort would come back he was last heard repeating he is at Hogwarts in his sleep before he escaped from Azkaban <laughs> Molly was siding with Cornelius a bit on this side believing that Harry was still a kid and shouldn't have this fear looming looming over him but Arthur believed other- otherwise pointing out that Harry and Ron have a tendency of running into danger and this could lead <laughs> to serious fawning him. He has a point. <laughs> he does have a point. <laughs> a very strong point. So that
0: kind of yeah. tells you where this book is going to go.
2: Yeah. And this actually brings up one point that we're going to see a little bit more in the books, where Molly is very protective of hair, of Harry. Mm-hmm. And she very much treats him like her own son in this way of like keep him a kid so she's fighting for his innocence yeah she wants to keep him as innocent and as kid like as long as she possibly can and i think this is i think this has a lot to do with the fact that she sees how much is what like is put on him just for being the savior of the wizarding Mm -hmm. world yeah um and also they believe that voldemort's coming back so obviously there's that too yeah so i I do appreciate molly for fighting for him to like have some normalcy but also like he needs to be aware yeah they both have valid points here molly reminds arthur that dumbledore would never let anything happen to harry but she also tells arthur to do what he sees as best Everything suddenly made sense. Why he didn't get in trouble about his aunt Marge. Why he was told not to leave Diagon Alley. Why the ministry was providing cars. Everyone's just trying to keep this kid from getting murdered. (laughs) Yep. He has good people around him. <laughs> also, like, the ministry is just trying to save their butts. But, oh, you know. yeah, yeah. Harry grabs the rat tonic and runs up the stairs. He finds Wait, the What do you mean by they're trying to save their butts? Because, I mean, they're in charge of Azkaban and somebody has it- escaped. You're saying that, like, they would look bad if someone died
1: from Sirius yeah, Black like, escape. Okay. If Sirius
2: Black escaped and caught Harry Potter, the savior of the Wizarding World, and killed him, like, that would be on them. <laughs> yeah.
1: True. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> can't kill the savior. Fudge is sweating right you now. can't.
2: Uh, Harry grabs the rat tonic and runs up the stairs where he finds the twins were the actual culprit of the missing pin. Oh, yeah, Seriously, guys. Percy, how did you not think them first? Yeah. He delivers the rat tonic and goes to his room to digest what he just heard, saying out loud, I'm not going to be murdered. That's the spirit, replies the mirror. (laughs) I
0: think I need that Uh, mirror uh, in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. What
2: are your thoughts
1: right now?
0: Oh, yeah, that is a lot, too. We just got dumped, the information on Sirius Black and why everyone's Mm -hmm. freaking out.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, in my section, like I told you guys, I kind of figured it out a little bit. I just didn't realize they were going to tell Harry so soon which well they didn't tell him. He found out. Mhm. So now he knows. So I'm interested to see if he tells anyone that he knows or if he just kind of acts like he doesn't oh, and yeah. how that will look. Also, I'm just like are they going to make this entire book about protecting Harry and Sirius Black trying to get to him? I don't maybe in my mind I, I just can't see that being.
0: There has to be more to it.
1: Yeah, but and uh, like more people involved yeah
0: i think uh so well once he gets to hogwarts there'll be less kind of less ministry of magic involved in a way
1: but i'm wondering if his whole like third year is going to be are you okay harry <laughs> you can't go there harry or, you know it's just like if he's yeah. going to be kind of weary of people yeah new people so
0: or- that's all that's that's that will happen but what else what else is Arthur worried about
1: Arthur's worried about something else
0: yeah like the Arthur's main worry is how Harry and Ron and Hermione find themselves oh, like looking they always for go trouble and chase danger yeah yeah.
2: Yeah, Harry's savior complex.
1: Yeah, so I'm assuming Harry's going to go and tell Ron, because I'm assuming Ron doesn't know, they will all tell Hermione, <laughs> and then they're all going to come up with a silly plan to try and save Harry's life, or to try si- to find Black first before he finds them, which is Good stupid, I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let things play out.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um. Oh, so what are your thoughts on this thing that he thinks might be oh, a death
1: omen. Yeah. oh yeah i don't know that is completely i'm completely cl- at first when he first saw it i thought maybe it was serious mm-hmm. black but then he said it looked like a dog yeah so i'm like okay no this is not a human that was my first instance thought but that quickly went away so now i'm just kind of like unless it's something unless it's like some sort of spirit following him because there's someone looking for him to kill
0: him
2: so like a familiar
0: yes Mm -hmm. Hmm. i like Mm -hmm. that i think from the guesses from your cover the cover of the the book Mm -hmm. and then you know haggard's gift to harry i think there'll definitely be some new creatures that Mm. we're going to be learning about in this book yeah lots of lots of
2: furry friends (laughs) furry
0: friends friends we got
2: croakshanks now Beautiful. we got scabbers we got hedwig we and hedwig we got a
0: furry uh, book that wants to eat your hand <sighs> A death omen, we're going to call it for now, because that's what Harry thinks it is. Yeah. So I know they also talk about him being in divination. Do they talk about his other electives? Yeah. So the two new ones, they're taking all the same ones as last year, and the two new ones for Harry and Ron is divination and care of magical creatures, which is what the the book is for. Care
1: of magical creatures. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun.
0: Hermione yeah. i think just has two extra i believe it's just two extra ones so all of the ones on top of like all the ones same as last year divination care of magical creatures and then arithmancy and muggle studies no she's oh also taking gosh. ancient runes oh three yeah yeah hermione yeah. forgot about that in your section too, Joni. um i just thought about this ron finally gets his own wand oh yeah i forgot to
1: mention oh that. he did he got a new wand
2: ron got a new wand thanks to the money that they won i okay so i actually like this because um a lot of people talk about how i mean it's mentioned in the first book how the wand chooses Mm -hmm. the wizard and ron had a hand-me-down wand so i feel like he might be able to excel more in
1: school i don't think he was doing bad though
2: but i feel like got a one to pick him which is exciting yeah.
1: yeah that's a good point i like that
2: things things are looking that up for ron. ron yeah kind of but his his rat's a little sick yeah
0: um any more questions or thoughts i put in these two chapters we did learn a lot more well a little bit more about azkaban we know they're guarded by something mm-hmm. but obviously the guards let serious back slip so who knows what that's about Until you keep reading. And I guess that's about it. I guess that's all. What else did we learn about Azkaban?
2: Well, we know that like anybody who speaks of the guards, they almost like it's like scary and it's like eerie. Yeah, And they never explain it. Wait. They make them uncomfortable.
1: I have a thought. Mm -hmm. Is is that a guard following Harry around? Mm. The creepy looking thing? To see if Sirius Black shows up for Harry?
0: Mm. I like it. I like that. Mm. That would
1: be smart. Interesting. So maybe. Although it looked familiar to the the Death Omen book. So I don't know. Who knows? I'm interested to see, to find out what that was. I'm assuming they're going to like study this creature or something. It's going to like come up. Maybe. I don't know. You guys are not going to tell me anything. (laughs) So moving on. (laughs) Uh, I like your theories though. Who do we meet? (laughs) I like my theory too
0: your brain's churning so we meet stan and ern they stan were cool and <laughs> yeah i like them
2: a dynamic duo of the night
0: bus yeah i like their little interactions ernie is described as like an older gentleman and stan looks like he harry said that maybe he looks uh, like a few years older so i'm guessing he just recently i'm assuming he went to hogwarts
2: yeah he he was, like, 1819 is what Harry guessed.
0: Yeah. And then I said we officially meet Cornelius Fudge because we kind of met him in chamber. But here, Harry and Fudge meet for real, for real.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like an introduction. Uh, do we have a most valuable wizard? Ooh. Uh, let's see. Stan or Tom? I actually, I didn't talk about Tom a lot, but Tom seemed like such a cool, cool little side dude. Was, is... Tom, someone knew that we met? Um, I think you meet Tom with Hagrid in the first book when they first go to the Leaky Cauldron. Okay. um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was just kind of...
2: There must be oh a lot gosh. of pressure on Tom because I'm
0: pretty sure if I just like, you're in charge of this kid now. Oh,
2: yeah. Or, Don't let him die. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder like... Like, okay. So probably Tom is one of the eyes that are looking out for Harry during these three weeks. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um. Gosh, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of, like, valuable things going on, but, I mean, I guess there were, but not really, like, wizards making it happen other than the bus, I feel like. You know, like, that kind of got him out of a situation and into a better Mm -hmm. one, so I feel like I would give it to Stan and Yeah,
2: I think I'd actually give it to Arthur. Like, I mean, we only get it at the very end, but he's, like, really advocating for Harry, because he's, like... He needs to be aware that somebody's trying to kill him. Like, this isn't... He's advocating for his Mm well-being. I mean, so is Molly.
1: Yeah.
2: I really like that. I also really like that Harry got to witness that. Because I don't think Harry has really got to witness people advocating
0: for him in the way that a parent should. Yeah, That's what I was thinking with what Molly was... Um, fighting for was, I feel like Harry does need someone like that in his life because he doesn't really have that. Yeah, it, oh, it was very a that.
2: paternal argument that was mm-hmm. happening. Like they were both arguing for the well being of Harry, who was basically their adopted child at this point. Yeah.
0: So they. Are they your valuable wizards? Yeah. calling Arthur. Those are good. I like that. What about you, Laura? I was giving it to Stan and the night boss. Oh, okay. The night bus. Even though the only reason why they came was because, one, Harry was stranded, and two, Harry tripped and he, like, stuck his hand out, which is what you do to call a call cab. A cab. I was like, what's the word? Um, <laughs> and call the night bus is to stick out your wand arm. And that's what happened when he... F- when his wand flung out of his arm, flung out of his hands, but even though it wasn't like Stan and the Night Bus going specifically to save Harry, um, it still got him yeah. out of the situation. So mm-hmm. I'll give it to them.
1: Most magical moment.
2: I mm-hmm. like the three weeks at Diagon Alley. I just like I I and I said this in my section. I just really. Like the times where Harry is just hairy and happy and Worried not
0: about anything. sitting there with something looming over yeah, his head. Either being miserable yeah. because of the Dursleys or something <laughs> weird's happening. On a mission. <laughs> or on a mission. Or facing Voldemort.
2: I also really like that time because it I feel like it solidifies his place in the wizarding world. Like you could tell he that he feels at home there um compared to the muggle world where it was just sadness and harassment and abuse Mm -hmm. and he
1: comes to the wizarding world especially when he kind of is like yeah i've been
0: here for a while i can show you where it is i know exactly the place
1: it's kind of like he's like okay this is my place i know yeah that's kind of that is a good feeling
0: when you're just comfortable and you can like
1: maneuver your way through the area yeah yeah um i mean i i I like that a lot, and I would also give it to the bus. That was kind of cool how mm-hmm. it just speedily took all these wizards everywhere, and how that all that worked. And apparently, muggles did not see it. Yeah, somehow
0: that is <laughs>
1: <laughs> houses moved and
0: everything. Kind of cool. I think, yeah, night bus will probably be my most magical moment too. Yeah, the mirror was really cool. i forgot about that i was trying to think of other magic that happened like magic magic yeah
1: so that brings us to the end of this episode if you'd like to stay connected with us outside the podcast you can find us on instagram and facebook at unveiling the magic and on twitter at unveiling magic and if you are listening wherever you're listening if you can give us a follow and or leave us a review and we would like to give a special little shout out to someone that recently gave us a review.
0: Yes. On um, So if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, you can, you know, you can leave us a review and we just wanted to give a little shout out and thank you to costs underscore mom for leaving us a review a very nice one too it was so nice are oh we gonna God, i love it yes, was it was very nice very sweet and it made our day like as soon as i found it i took a picture of it and sent it to priscilla and joni And i was like look yeah we all kind of geeked out about <laughs> it
1: <laughs> yeah um,
0: are we gonna shout out like the bad ones are there bad ones? No, not there yet. bad. Oh. <laughs> <But, laughs> no hiding <laughs> no. things just, from
1: us. No, no there's, just, <laughs> no. there's just two. But I'm just like <laughs> No, I think we're just doing this special, special shout out to Cost Mom because it made us smile to read your review and we we're very grateful that you're listening to us. And yes. thank you for making it so what am I going for here? Rewarding. Motivating? I don't know what word I was going for. <laughs> Uh, But thank you, Cosmom. Yes. We just want to give you a little shout out. Um, And if you guys would like us to give you a little shout out, go ahead and write a review. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, I believe that's the only place you can write a review on Spotify. You can give our podcast channel a follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it would be nice. (laughs) Yes, it would be very nice. Um, So yeah, but make sure you're following us on social media because that's where we post most of our updates, If actually all of our updates so thank you for listening and until next time mischief managed bye bye bye. you can cut out my story if you want by the way
0: i can edit it but i won't cut it
1: was it long i feel like it was a long story Joni, ask me how I'm doing again.
0: <laughs>
1: that way people are <laughs> not like, next.
0: Oh, my gracious. I'm sorry. I don't know why. My gracious, that's a new one. Well, I could curse. <laughs>
1: my gracious. They're going to be like she was punctured of her memory. <laughs> you send it to us in an email. Oh, I mean, a text. God. Yes. Thank you for
0: using your brain.
1: If you'd like to stay connected with us. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, okay.
0: Actually, tomorrow... A new set is being released. Oh my god, you know this? I'm freezing again, aren't I? (laughs) You're back. Okay.